Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about how preoccupied attachment manifests in men, and um, and it's uh, it, you got to refer back to the original subscriber-only episode on attachment styles. I link you guys to that one in the description of this. So that discusses the etiology, like how the attachment styles are originally created in your family of origin. Um, that is obviously very useful information and gives some more information about all the attachment styles, but the one that I'm going to be zeroing in on today is preoccupied attachment and specifically how it manifests in the married guys that I usually see or men in general. Um, Okay, so uh, before that, though, please do subscribe. My most recent episode was about guys who say that they only work to support their wives and they try to use this as a kind of a power play and a guilt trip and how I say this is just as uh, much bullshit as in a prior podcast where I discussed when women try to tell men that everything that the man does is um, for himself, not for the woman. So it's not good when either gender does this and I discussed that in that podcast as well as, of course, there's so many other subscriber ones that you can get. So anyhow, um, how what is preoccupied attachment? Obviously, I already did pretty extensive overview of it, but it is the one where you're anxious and you get jealous and you can be controlling because you are definitionally preoccupied, overly concerned with the relationship. It occupies too much of your brain space and you want to be too close. So it's it's an it's one of the insecure attachment styles as opposed to secure where you kind of feel confident and centered in who you are. In opposition to that, uh, preoccupied attachment is when you do not and you rely too much on the relationship for an identity and to um, use as kind of a reassurance giver um, in that you are viable and you are worthwhile and you have value. You look to the relationship and to your uh you know, attachment figure, your partner, to provide you with that information on a very constant basis. And preoccupied people are often drawn to avoidant partners, and I've done the podcast on avoidant wives that you can refer back to. So these people are pretty unwilling to give a constant stream of affection. Nobody would be. Like a secure partner would not have ended up with a preoccupied attachment guy because she would have been like, what is this shit? Why is this guy all over me all the time? I'm not doing anything wrong, but yet he's like kind of suspicious, controlling, jealous. And she would have got the hell out of Dodge and not been attracted to the guy. But the avoidant and the preoccupied of either gender, of any gender, are drawn to each other because they are kind of what the other it's you know you've heard of confirmation bias so a preoccupied attachment person there they think that women are going to be difficult and that love is going to be hard and that it's got to be a challenge and that you got to like work really hard to get somebody to love you well you know then they go for somebody avoidant and that makes sense and the avoidant person thinks that love is very smothering and then guess who makes that make sense and a preoccupied partner so um 
people usually nowadays think that women are mostly preoccupied attachments. So women are clingy and they want to be reassured all the time and that kind of thing. And quite honestly, it goes better when the woman is the reassurer, is the reassurance seeker because people do think this anyway. So it goes more along lines of what people, um, you know, see. And also it's, um, it's better because men have a higher sex drive. So like if a woman acts annoying and needy and clingy, it's like, oh, well, you know, um, they're still attracted to her anyway. Whereas women specifically in monogamy do not have, um, you know, high sex drive. So they are going to be more easily turned off by anything. And that certainly includes somebody who's reassurance seeking and jealous and, um, you know, constantly needs this, this stream of reassurance. Like that's going to be a huge turnoff and her sex drive within monogamy is not enough to surmount that. So what did, um, so as I was saying, nowadays people think that women are more preoccupied attachment, but in reality it's equal. It just manifests a lot differently with guys. So it used to be like a controlling, jealous guy. I mean, shit, like look at any mafia movie, like look at like any movie or read any book that's about men in a, pri- in a previous generation, right? I, men used to be the preoccupied attachment men used to be super controlling and jealous and tell women ridiculous shit. You can't go out. You can't do this. You looked at that guy too long. I mean, the guys that I work with in like a highly educated demographic, they know that they can't act like that. Like you, they know they can never tell the woman that like she can't go to girls night out, like that she can't, um, you know, have interests, that she can't work, you know, things like that. But that used to be common, you know, a guy who says, no, nah, it makes me too, um, you know, how, how does it look to everybody when you work? And besides, I like when you're home paying attention to me and the family, so you can't have a job. Like this used to be like how preoccupied attachment guys would act and within a different sort of framework where women were treated more as property than that, you know, was just how it went. You were partnered with an asshole and that sucks. But nowadays, guys know with the same attachment style, they know not to do that. They cannot do crazy shit. If, you, if, if, if a guy tracks where you are, if a guy puts like a tracker on your car or does something like that, every single person in the world will tell you, girl, get out of that crazy ass relationship with that controlling freak. But it, it did not used to be like that. So most guys do not act like that anymore. But instead, the guys who remain having the preoccupied attachment style um, will just be more controlling and, je- and jealous in insidious ways, such as denigrating the woman's interests and hobbies, denigrating her friends, denigrating her job, um, not acting very excited when she talks about things that aren't him only acting exciting when she talk excited when she talks about the relationship only giving love when she focuses on him in a way that reassures him for the moment not giving too much attention to the kids over him etc etc so it's much more the control and the manipulation is a lot more insidious and of course I mean we're talking about men here but women do exactly the same thing when they're preoccupied attachment these are the ones who go through the phone that, that think that the guy is cheating every two seconds thinks that he's looking at other women 
constantly doesn't like when he does anything without her, constantly jealous of everything. You're giving everybody too much attention. You know, this is the same thing. It's the pursuer distancer dynamic. But when guys do it, nowadays especially, they know not to be super aggressive. So they're not going to say like you can't do anything, but they'll still act sulky and sad and angry and resentful when they don't get all the attention. So this dynamic, of course, pushes the woman away even more. And as I said, is a real um, buzzkill for for the sex life, which, you know, uh, a woman that is avoidant attachment particularly wants an independent guy. And this guy seems so dependent on everything that she thinks and how she's feeling and if she's making eye contact and if she's in love with him enough, et cetera, et cetera. It's such a turnoff. The pressure of it is a turnoff. The neediness is a turnoff. The childishness is a turnoff. So um, how do you work on this as a man? Well, in reality, the way to work on this is to get other things going in your life that help you with your self-esteem because this is a self-esteem issue. Putting too much emphasis on the relationship to the exclusion of everything else, waiting like for your wife to be the one to tell you if you are um, you know, viable as a male, this is, this is a function of low self-esteem which originated in your upbringing. If you have more interests and you fill up your life in in ways that are valuable to you this stuff isn't going to matter I mean this is like I'm the first proponent of you know the biggest proponent of saying that sex in marriage is important but like if a guy has a lot going on and he's like a secure successful man does it really matter if he got laid two times that week or one time that week I mean like think about like like a person that's involved in a like a project that's very fulfilling are they so worried about what other people think about them no it's people that have not very much going on that start to perseverate on this that do not find the job and career to be fulfilling that have not really Um, made fatherhood into an experience that feels rewarding to them, that do not have a friend group, that do not have really a purpose in life. And so some guys try to like, you know, um, you know, go online and go into the manosphere and they and, and they try to do this, but in a way that's supposed to attract the woman. That's like beyond the wrong reason, you know, like if, if you decide to start going to the gym because you're really into going to the gym and you're going to transform your health and you got all these goals, that's cool. That's great. That's attractive. And sure. But if you're going because you think that if you get to a certain body shape, your wife is going to start touching your muscles. No, I mean, she could pick up on that a mile away. That's like even needier than how you were to begin with. So the mission or the point cannot be to make your wife give you more reassurance. The point of of going to therapy, of working on who you are as a man, uh, your career, your role as a parent your health, all of it, it needs to be purely because you're like, oh my God, I've given so much um, of my brain space to what my wife thinks about me. Holy shit. You know, honestly, I don't know if I would find that that attractive if somebody did it to me, you know? And here's the thing too, is that guys in this situation and therapy, we really work on like, would you really be um, like... Would you have been attracted to somebody who was different than your wife? You know, like a woman that was all over you. No, 
you wouldn't, you know, otherwise you wouldn't got one. And more often than not, these guys have had experiences, preoccupied attachment men have had experiences with women who were more, um, you know, reassurance giving and sweet and loving, and they didn't like those women. And they went for the woman that seemed like a quote, challenge or somebody who really didn't need them or whatever. And so expecting this woman to then change into a different kind of woman, I did a whole podcast about this. Don't blame your partner for being the same exact person that you needed to choose early in life because of your low self-esteem. So if your whole imago was getting somebody that is a challenge, then making them love you, well, shit, is it, it, whose fault is it then? I mean, obviously, you know, you were subconsciously, it's not your fault, obviously, I'm using that, you know, um, as a as a quick word, but it's not your fault, but you didn't know any better, but you specifically went for a woman who even from the very beginning had red flags that you were not finding her to be um, very reassurance giving, to put it mildly. And now you're blaming her for being exactly who she always was. Now, if a man grows to be more securely attached within himself, so If he grows to be more confident to say, you know what, I'm not going to think about how many times a week I'm getting laid anymore. This shit is just boring, honestly. I've given 20 years to thinking about this and I'm going to instead work on other aspects of my life. What is my legacy on this planet, etc.? frequently, he he does not, a, one of two things can happen. Either, in fact, he does become more attractive to the wife without trying because the wife is like, oh, look at Mr. Independent all of a sudden, you know, like, wow, all right, cool. He hasn't asked me in weeks uh, if I love him. Did I read the latest Dr. Psych Mom article when we're going to have sex the next time? Why do I hang out with this, with my friend more than with him? Whatever the case may be. Uh, instead, he's just living his life. Oh my God, it's so relaxing. And then with that relaxation and that lack of pressure, you know, she may come forward a little bit in, in a different kind of a way with more, um, you know, calmness and respect because there's not so much pressure on her all the time to be your entire um, ego like ego I use in the psychological way like you're not an ego that you're self-absorbed although this can be linked with being very self-absorbed but um, like your whole ego strength like the internal sense of your identity your wife does not have to provide an identity to you because you're developing one yourself and the other thing that happens is that people grow more confident and they're like oh I don't really want to stay in this marriage anymore. I don't really think it did much for me beyond the constant challenge of, is she going to pay attention to me today? You know, I see why I was drawn to women like that. It's rooted in my early life. And um, she's really never going to be very loving and affirming. And while I may have been asking her for too much, I now realize that there is a, a middle ground and she gives far too little. And there are other women that may, for example, have sex with me or say I love you to me or say you look nice today. And particularly, I I may be able to get those sort of women and recognize and appreciate them now because I am working on being my own support system and really kind of um, developing into an adult for the first time and not somebody that is fully dependent on another person for, for ego gratification and for acknowledgement and for even the recognition of being alive, you know? 
So um, it, it always reminds me, you know, the, these guys that are very t- preoccupied attachment. If you ever saw the movie AI, remember AI when we were young, the robot boy. And so the robot boy is created, then he's imprinted on um, a family because a family needs a baby. This is, you know, in the future, Steven Spielberg movie. And um, uh, I'm going to ruin it for you now. So I'm sure you might have seen it. But if not, just I've, I've really said the bulk of what matters. So you can just skip ahead to the next one if you'd like. But if you don't mind the spoiler of this, then he's this robot boy and he gets ousted by the real son who returns because like the son was in a coma. You know how movies are. And then all of a sudden the son is back, but so is the robot boy. But the robot boy has imprinted on especially the mother, loves the mother very, very much. And but the new son is back, the real biological son who is a real piece of shit. And he frames the robot son who looks like a regular boy and everything. Um, for potentially hurting him or like he makes him go do crazy shit and that makes him seem threatening and basically the family the mother specifically thinks oh my god this robot is actually a threat to our real living son so they abandon the robot boy in the forest and this was I was a highly sensitive young person I think I was a teenager this was just the worst scene <laughs> I was hysterical upset about them abandoning the robot boy but Anyway, so he goes through hell and high water, the robot boy. He always loves the mother, and he comes back, um, and and he meets a the scientist, something. Anyway, he's allowed to come back into his life for one special day, during which the mother only pays attention to him, and he can be in the life. Nobody's there. They, I think they bake together, like they may be making funny faces in the bathroom mirror at some point. I think she puts, you know, shampoo in his hair, like in a funny way, you know, like the kind of stuff in a montage from, I think, the 90s this was. But um, anyway, it's this one special day where he gets all of her attention. And I swear, this is what many preoccupied men want, you know, but, but the wife is just part of the shrapnel. You know, she's just a shrapnel. She's just hit by the shrapnel rather of this, you know, she is just a bystander in this getting hurt because the guy really wants to go back to his childhood and get one perfect day where he is given the attention, the full attention of a parent and he never got it. And now the wife has to pay the price and not to say that she can't be a real bitch because I, in many situations she can just as when a woman is preoccupied attachment um you know a guy could be a real emotionally avoidant cold asshole but the problem is is that no matter how much attention this woman gives the who is usually avoidant and who definitionally cannot really give that much deep intimate attention so no matter how much she tries she still cannot solve the wound of the childhood where it's like the guy's always trying to go back and get the one special day with the parents, specifically often the mother, and never got it. Her attention was always elsewhere. She had issues, whether they're mental, emotional, stress, whatever. And so then he gets like primed to like feel like women are always kind of not fully there, not fully giving their all, not fully giving him what he so direly needs and what he incorrectly assumes he could ever get filled up by because he can't unless he recognizes what's going on. 
on, there is no amount because I see this happen all the time. The preoccupied attachment guy goes on a vacation with his uh, avoidant wife and there's no kids. So for a golden weekend, she's at his disposal still always. She doesn't give enough sex. She doesn't give enough attention fully, fully, fully. But even he knows this is a halcyon moment, you know, and then he gets obsessed with recreating it constantly at home with the kids around, with the kids sleeping in the bed, with her back at work. And then she says, correctly, nothing is ever enough because without deep introspection and healing and growth on his part, about himself and why he's this way, she is correct. Nothing ever really will be enough. And this is irrespective, again, of the gender of the preoccupied attachment partner. Nothing really is enough until they work on themselves and healing themselves and understanding why they have these deficits and why they have this fantasy that there is this completely um, uh, cleansing, uh, transformative love that can erase all of their deep insecurities, which nothing exists like that. that. That stuff that you have to do yourself. There can be partners who are more compatible, but you're not going to be available and able to get with them unless you are yourself much more confident, strong, and calm. All right. Hopefully this was very helpful to you guys, and I will talk to everybody soon. Please do subscribe.